Welcome, friends. This is the Red River Rising podcast, and I'm author Rick Salcedo here with my good friend, Pastor Mike Holmes. And today is our last segment of the series, Overwhelming Odds, Overwhelming God, which illustrates to us that God is far bigger than anything we will ever face in life. Absolutely, Rick. I'm looking forward to it. We've had a great series so far, the last two. And uh, today I think we're going to really wrap it up. And I think something uh, is in here for everybody to get out of it. Amen. Amen. And we're going to pick up in Second Chronicles chapter 20, verses 1 through 4. And we're going to talk about another uh, battle that the tiny kingdom of Judah had to, had to fight, but they put all their trust in God about it. Okay. And it reads, uh, after this, the Moabites, the Ammonites, with some of the uh, Meunites, and they were the descendants of Esau. Okay. And a little later, it, it refers to them as the, the men of Mount Seir. So it's all the same people, descendants of Esau. Okay. And, um, they came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. So, and Jehosh, Jehoshaphat's the king of Judah at mm-hmm. this time. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea. It is already at Hazazon Tamar, that is, Engedi. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Now, I love what they did here. Right off the bat, Jehoshaphat seeks the Lord. Right. And not only that, but he he inspires everyone in the kingdom to yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. First thing they did was seek the Lord by employing spiritual weapons. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't try to hire missionary, uh, missionaries, mercenaries. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they didn't put their trust in worldly weapons or tactics. They sought the Lord and they used spiritual weapons of prayer and fasting right off the bat. Right. And what a great example of true godly leadership, uh, in that mm-hmm. position as well to direct that, that that's where his main focus was and be able to, to bring those with him. And boy, how I, I pray. And uh, fast as well at times that that's what happens here in America again that we get that same type of leadership back that will make these bold decisions right right seek God first yes indeed yes, yeah indeed. instead of pushing God out of uh, our civil governments and civil society yeah right. we ought to be embracing Him absolutely well that's what this whole country was founded I challenge people to go back and look at the Pilgrims and what they really came to America for and the reason why they came mm-hmm. was uh, not just for freedom it was freedom of religion right they wanted to be able to come here to worship Christ Amen Amen yeah. So in response to Jehoshaphat and the, and the nation of Judah seeking after God, God responds by sending a prophet. And the prophet said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because, because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Amen. That's right. Yeah. And that's found in verse 15. And then, so, um, if we put our trust in God, he fights our battles for us. That's right. You know, and uh, there's a scripture that was uh, taught uh, a couple Wednesdays ago that said, um, God cares for those who trust him. Mm-hmm. And and this tiny kingdom of Judah at this time, they're putting their trust in God. That's right. And, and he's going to he's going to take care of them. And he said, don't worry about it. The battle is not yours. The battle is mine. Now, think about that. Right. You're facing tremendous, overwhelming odds. But yet there's a loving father in heaven, all powerful that says, don't worry about this. Mm-hmm. This is my, 
problem to take care of. Yeah, and, you know, don't have the disconnect there. You know, we read that sometimes and we forget, you know, it says, this is what the Lord says to you. That wasn't another man saying, hey, this is my interpretation of it. This is God's actual words to them, and that still applies to us. So when you read something like this or you hear something like this, don't let there be a disconnect there because sometimes we're looking at the person who's speaking and not the God who's the author of the speaking, Mm -hmm. you know. So make sure that when we're hearing that, we're looking towards him, not towards man, and realize it. This is direct from our creator. Amen. You know, so. Amen. Yeah, and the, I mean, the creator That's of right. everything. The creator all powerful. of everything. That's right. I mean, there is nothing in this creation that can occur that God can't handle. And he's a sovereign God. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he's over all of that. He knows all of this. Yeah. So, so why fret when you know that he knows that not only can he do it all, but will do it all, especially, you know, if, if we've got our trust in him and not get us in the way of him? Right. You know? Right. Amen. Yep. Okay. Um, picking up uh, verse 18 through 23. Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. Then some of the Levites and the Kohathites and the Korahites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with the very loud voice. Now, I like this. They got good news from the Lord, from a prophet. Mm-hmm. Thus says the Lord, you know, I'm going to deliver you. Right. They got they so they got their prayer answered. Yeah. Um they didn't forget God. They didn't go about their daily lives and put God back on a shelf and say, Well, I'll pull you back down next time I have a problem. Yep. They praised the Lord. So see they're employing more spiritual weapons. I've got to say something here too. One two things. Number one, I'm so glad you're reading all the Ithites and not me. <laughs> <laughs> Number two is is I am, uh, I, I, every time I read something like this, it really touches me deeply. In churches, uh, of just not America, but churches across the entire globe have taken out an altar. And, um, you know, the altar was a place that we'd come to, to worship as well as to repent and, and mm-hmm. seek God. And how often, when we talked about this, that he got down, bowed down with his, with his face to the ground and all the people of Judah fell down and worshiped before the Lord. You know, that's a symbolism with that, but I wish we had, and we have one here, and, we, and I'm, I don't ever foresee us not having, you know, the altar be able to, to come down on your knees, but there's a time and a place for that to where you submit in that moment, both under worship and, and uh, under repentance at times, you know, for that too, that mm-hmm. I think we need to get more of a hold of at times as well. Mm-hmm. Sorry, man, I know it's a side note, but... No, uh, it's a good point. It it's is. Good point. It's what it the is. church in America needs. That's right. I agree with you 100%. It used to be the days where the altars were filled with people mm-hmm. and uh, coming both to worship and to repent and seek the Lord uh, and, and and get right and back in right standing, not mm-hmm. because God put them out, but because they chose to be out of it. Mm-hmm. But now you don't leave your seats. And that's, that's a shame that you don't come too mm-hmm. down to a place to meet the Lord anymore. Yeah. You don't get down and, and realize where we're at in the stance of God, not because God wants to dominate over us, but because we love him so much that we submit ourselves to him. Right. And we're recognizing him as the almighty. That's right. And the creator and us as the creator or created. And you know, I, that's right. And I challenge you, if you haven't hit your knees in a long time, hit your knees mm-hmm. because it'll help put you back in a humbling spot where you need to be at to be able to receive more of God. You empty yourself of yourself in that moment. Mm-hmm. And that's what we all need. Yeah. And that's what that's what the church in America needs. Um, I'm not real familiar with churches in other countries, but I, I, I see what condition we're in right. here. And um, 
just imagine. I mean, most churches, people sit in their pews. They're not going to go up front because then the, then they make a spectacle out of themselves. Right. But imagine how different our church service was. Our church services will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, imagine how much more of a move of God we could experience if we say, I don't care what man thinks. This is between me and my creator. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go up front and put myself in a submissive posture before him. Yep. I see more people go to the front during a rock concert to get closer to the star on the stage. And I see them come up to the altar at the front to get closer to God, the star of the universe. Amen. You know what I mean? Amen. So uh, anyway, yep. get me fired up here, brother. Sorry. Okay. Let's get back on track, man. Sorry right. about that. So verse 20, uh, early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord, your God. And you will be upheld. Have faith in the prophets and you will be successful. So after consulting the prophets or after consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. So this is great here. So they they put faith in the word of God that they got Mm -hmm. when the prophet spoke to him. They believed it. And they put they they praise God for it, mm-hmm. and then they put their faith into action. Yeah, they're going out to face the enemy, knowing that God's going to fight the battle for them. Yeah, so they're they're putting their you know. So what do we see so far? Prayer, fasting, praise, mm-hmm. um, uh, faith. Yep. So these are all spiritual weapons that they're putting into practice, and they're going out and confronting their overwhelming odds. Yes, indeed. Okay. And, and so they're, they're praising God and giving him glory as they walk in the battle. And verse 22, as they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. Again, who was in charge here? The Lord was. The Lord was. That's what it said. Yeah, yeah. The Lord set the ambushes against the men. Yep. Yep. And so it says, the Ammonites and Moabites rose up against the men of Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. Mm-hmm. So confusion hit the enemy. Oh, yeah. Um, somehow, I don't know if uh, a band of robbers ambushed a small leading patrol of this of this allied armies. Mm-hmm. And that started a domino effect of confusion. Yeah. You know, the the men of uh, Seir got ambushed by somebody, right. and then the, then that started the rumor of, hey, the you know uh, we're being slaughtered by our own allies, right? Friendly fire, yeah. And then so then they start fighting Ammon and Moab, and Moab starts fighting back, and and then then the confusion continues, and Moab and Ammon Ammon start fighting each other, and yeah. they just. This allied force coming against the little tiny kingdom of Judah just slaughtered itself. Yeah. And that's something, you know, we often think, you know, God, how? How are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? And, uh, you know, we put him in a box with that, and we got to stop mm-hmm. doing that, man. The Lord will use any and everything to accomplish his will and task mm-hmm. that he sets out, especially when he tells you, hey, here's what I'm going to do. He'll use anything at his disposal, and we need to stop looking for our own specific answers on how to get things done. Right, because when God said the battle's not yours, it's mine, that's right. He didn't go on to say, oh, and this is how I'm going to do it. Right, right, right. Or, or I'll tell you what, here, let me go ahead and what's your input on this? Because this is what I'm thinking, you know. Mm-hmm. God just knows exactly right what he's doing and does it uh, through fruition. Amen? Yep. yep. And and I'm guilty of that. Oh, I'm, yeah, we all are. I've been saved for uh, 
over, oh, over. Don't thir- tell your age now. Yeah. Hold on, easy now. 37, right. 37 38 <laughs> years. And, uh, just recently, you know, God didn't do something the way I expected. Yeah. I got mad at him. Yeah. And, yeah. and that wasn't, wasn't even two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, man. And that's human nature. It's never yeah. about the, you know, in this life, we're going to stumble. And we're going to fall and we're going to fail. But that was the whole thing of it, man, was that that's the reason why the Lord uh, died on the cross for us, man, mm-hmm. was so that the, no longer do we have to sacrifice those animals to try to get right with God. We've yeah. accepted Jesus in our heart. And it's not about your, you know, Pastor always said, it's not about the setbacks. It's always about the comebacks. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly right with God. That's exactly how it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like uh, the way things are unfolding, the way things are turning out. Mm-hmm is going to be a greater victory than if it was done my way. Sure, absolutely. So, every so, single time almost, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. Well, every single time. Because God, God's best, God's mediocre would be better than my best. Right. You know, but yeah. that's never what God gives. Not God doesn't ever give half of anything. Mm-hmm. God gives all. Yeah. You know, I mean, and he gives the best right then and yeah. there. Yeah. So he's all-knowing. That's right. And he knows the best way to work a situation out. To the maximum benefit. That's exactly right. And a lot of times, like you said, we put him in a box with our finite minds and yep. thinking and understanding. And we wonder, why didn't you do it this way, God? Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, and he always, everything that's done is done for God's glory and magnification, man. Mm-hmm. And really so that others can see how good of a God he really is uh, for those who are open to see that. Mm-hmm. And then be led into salvation through that, man. God, 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 he, Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. He wants to prepare places, man. He wants mm-hmm. to keep going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hell wasn't designed for us, yeah. and he doesn't want hell to be uh, extended any more than what it is. God's will is not for people to go to hell, but that's our choice to make. God mm-hmm. wants to make so many mansions in heaven yeah. that heaven will be more vast than anything else we could possibly ever fathom. Mm. You know? Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, so picking back up, Second uh, Chronicles verse uh, chapter 20, verse 24 through 30 reads, When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looked toward the vast army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. No one had escaped. They had, I don't know if the last two men like shot each other with arrows or something, (laughs) but nobody escaped. It was maybe they died of shock, you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, disbelief. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. But, uh, the entire enemy that came against Judah was wiped out. Not just defeated and ran off in humiliation. They were wiped out and gone. Yeah. Boom. Um, so, and no one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off their plunder and they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles of value, more than they could take away. There was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. Mm-hmm. Three days to collect all the plunder. So not only did they have a victory where their enemies were wiped out, mm-hmm. they have this great financial blessing. And they didn't they didn't do anything. They just they just walked, you know, they just went forth in faith. That's right. So are you going to preach on this or am I going to have to preach on this? Because <laughs> we we could spend a lot of time here about how God rewards faith. Mm-hmm. And God rewards obedience over sacrifice every single time Mm -hmm. and if we would just have that in that submission of obedience we will always come out better than what we were when we went into it every single time Mm -hmm. all right i'm gonna shut up move on (laughs) verse 26 on the fourth day they assembled in the valley of baraka where they praised the lord this is why it was called the valley of baraka to this day so you see 
here again, they're not forgetting God after they get this great financial blessing right. and this great victory. They're still praising God. They're thanking God. Yeah. So, so what's unique about this particular community of people at this particular time in Judah is God was the center of their life. That's right. That's right. Uh, th- you know, they were just wrapped up in, you know, God's our provider. God's our protector. Mm-hmm. You know, God's our, our Lord. We're going to worship him. Mm-hmm. And we see that. I mean, the first thing they did was sought out the Lord. The yeah. second thing they did was obey the Lord. That's right. You know, go forth trusting his word. The third thing is they, they reaped the blessings mm-hmm. and didn't forget about the Lord. That's right. You know, we tend to get um, wealthy and comfortable and well off. We tend to, to forget about God. Absolutely. I've seen this happen even in the business world where small businesses that are Christian based businesses, men of faith will, will have a small group and be so successful in that because everything that they do, they're really doing for the glory of the Lord as well. And, um, they thrive and, and flourish. And sometimes they do. Sometimes they get wrapped up and they get so focused. They get so much stuff that now the focus is on keeping the stuff. But I've seen other ones that have not, and they, to this day, are, will, are are just a great testament of what God can do through them and other that they bring into that, you know, into that business realm. I know that's kind of off point of what this is, but really it ties into it. I believe mm-hmm. it if, does. It, you know, if as long as we follow this recipe for success with God, mm-hmm. it's consistent. It, guys, it's not changing. It's not fluid. This this works mm-hmm. every time. Yep. Yeah, and you know the way he he achieves victory and the amount of blessing after that might be different from this particular sure. event, right? But like you said, it's this it, you know the recipe's the same. If we you know employ spiritual weapons, we we look to God, we trust God, we put our That's faith right. in God. We're going to come out. You know, all, all things work for the good of those that love God. That's right, and uh, are called to you know according to His purpose. That's right. All right, verse 27 uh, says, Then the then led by Jehoshaphat, all the men of Judah and Jerusalem returned joyfully to Jerusalem. For the Lord had given them cause to rejoice over their enemies. They entered Jerusalem and went to the temple of the Lord with harps and lares, lares and trumpets. The fear of God came on all the surrounding kingdoms when they heard how the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel and the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace. For his God had, for his God had given him... A, Rest on every side. Yes, indeed. So just Jehoshaphat had a peaceful kingdom after that. He didn't yep. have any uh, external threats right. because of the of the fear of the Lord was on all those nations. You know, they didn't want to end up the way Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir ended up. What a testimony! Yeah. So they, you know, and it, it glorified God among those nations. That's right. The God of Judah is a mighty God. Don't mess with him. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Yeah. And I love this. Um, so that when even when they returned to Jerusalem, they worshipped and praised God and gave Him the glory for the great victory. Yep. You know that just seems to be uh, uh, a normal um, habit in their lifestyle. That was their lifestyle. Right. That was just habitual for them, constantly praising and worshiping God, no matter what the circumstances were. Yeah. They really recognize that God is their uh, provider of all things, mm-hmm. not just money, but of all things, of peace, of of um, of stamina, of, of victories, and everything. God was their provider, and they realized where that came from, and they just didn't take him for granted. No, that's I mean, the key. That's, that's I think right. that's what I was trying to work yep. toward, but I just couldn't think of the of the yep. right words. Yeah, they definitely were not a society that took God for granted. That's right. 
That's right. They appreciated them far more than I think we do today. I would agree with you that. You know, here in the uh, church in America. Unfortunately, I agree with that. Yeah. Okay, so to kind of sum up, um, Jehoshaphat and his kingdom, they they looked to the Lord right off the bat when they had troubles. Yep. They put their faith, they trusted God's word, they put their faith into action, and, and they praised God throughout this whole process. Mm-hmm. And what did they get? They got a great victory over their enemies, they got great wealth, and they had uh, la- lasting peace for mm-hmm. a good while. Absolutely. Um, out of all of that. So it pays, you know, God cares for those who trust him. God takes care of those who trust him. And I I like the scripture found in Isaiah chapter 12, verse two, it says, surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself is my strength and my defense. He has come, he has become my salvation. So, you know, that's what uh, Jehoshaphat and his, and his kingdom did. They, they trusted in the Lord and they weren't afraid. You know, they went out boldly to confront the enemy because mm-hmm. they trusted God's word when God, they trusted God when he said, the battle is mine. Yep. And not only that, but they put priests ahead of the army right. to, to sing praises to God. Yep. Now, I don't, you know, if you've ever been in the military, you know that the point man doesn't have a, a long life expectancy. <laughs> all right. He gets the honor of stopping the first bullet. Right. Right. So you don't, you know, it's a very dangerous job to be on point. Mm-hmm. Well, these priests... We weren't soldiers. Right. We're on point, leading the army, singing praises to God. Yeah. So, I mean, that's faith. That is faith. Absolutely <laughs> it is. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, so I uh, just want to encourage everybody, no matter what your circumstances, God can see you through it if you're faithful to him. Mm-hmm. You know, overwhelming odds, yes, but you serve an overwhelming God. And I just want to um, finish off with Second Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 through 9. And it's a verse we're all familiar with. It reads, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. So no matter how much your circumstances beat you down or beat you up, um, they cannot destroy you. And if you keep your trust in God, you will be victorious. That's right. Amen. That's right, Rick. Well, Rick, I've really enjoyed it, man. Uh, this was a good series, I think, and I look forward to our next one. But folks, you know, this is, this is lots of good information, but absolutely remember the most is to put your trust in God no matter what you do. Right, Rick? Right. All right, Rick. Well, get us on out of here then, buddy. Well, that wraps up this series on how God is more than enough, regardless of our situation. And I hope everybody out there enjoyed it and got something beneficial out of it. And until next time, remember to always prepare your heart for the coming revival. Amen.